London is the place for me. London, this lovely city. The story of Windrush. In 1948, there was a young man called Sam King who lived in Jamaica, an island just off the Caribbean. Sam was unhappy. The living conditions on the island were not good and there weren't many jobs available. Sam just wanted to leave. Sam had left Jamaica before. He had travelled to England a few years earlier to help Britain during the Second World War. In those days, Jamaica was a British colony. For hundreds of years, several European countries claimed colonies all over the world. Britain had been the biggest empire. Many of the people who lived in these British colonies believed that England was their mother country. Some of Britain's colonies were in the Caribbean, which were made up of first people as well as people from Europe, Africa, Asia and the Middle East. Most people in the Caribbean were of African descent. However, in school the students were taught little about Africa or the Caribbean. Instead, they focused on England and English history. Because of their loyalty to the mother country, when Britain declared war on Germany in 1939, People in the British colonies wanted to help Britain. Sam's mother said to him, My son, the mother country is at war. Go and help. If you live, it will be a good thing. Sam applied for a job with the Royal Air Force, the RAF, in England. He passed his tests and initial training in Jamaica, then travelled to England with other volunteers. After three more months of training, Sam worked for the RAF in England as an engineer. Sam was just one of the many men and women from all over the world who came to help Britain during World War II. However, after the war ended, the British government wouldn't let Sam stay in Britain. He didn't want to go back to Jamaica, but he had no choice. A few months after returning to Jamaica, Sam saw an advertisement in a Jamaican newspaper. This was Sam's chance to return to England. The ship's fare of £28 was not cheap. For some people, this was three months' salary. Sam came from a family of farmers. They sold three of their cows to raise the money for his fare. Sam was one of more than 500 passengers who boarded the HMT Empire Windrush in Jamaica. However, Sam and the other Jamaicans were not the first Caribbean on board. The ship had already stopped at another British colony called Trinidad. Many Trinidadians also believed that England was their mother country and they too wanted to go to Britain. Peter Delhan, an Englishman who worked in the ship's bakery, was surprised to see hundreds of civilians, many of African descent, boarding the ship to go to England. When the Windrush first sailed from England earlier that year, it had about 2,000 passengers on board. Mostly white men, nearly all soldiers from England, Scotland and Ireland. The Windrush was a troop ship carrying British soldiers to and from the colonies throughout the war. Peter thought that the ship would return to England empty apart from its crew. He didn't know that the ship would be picking up non-military passengers on the way back. It was really something to see, he recalled. The Windrush also stopped to pick up passengers from Mexico and also Bermuda before departing to England. In Mexico, 66 Polish people, nearly all women and children, joined the ship. During the war, they had left Poland and ended up in Mexico for their own safety. Now, they too were coming to England. 
On board the Windrush, there was more than a thousand passengers from the Caribbean, British Bermuda, Poland, Gibraltar and Burma. However, it was the Caribbean people who made up the majority of the ship's passengers. Peter Delham remembered the voyage as a quite jolly occasion. He thought the Caribbean people were very lively. Some of the passengers did enjoy their journey from the Caribbean to England, but others hated it. Alfred Gardner from Jamaica was delighted to find that there were Trinidadians, Barbadians and other Caribbean nations on board. He found it was easy to make friends with the other Caribbean people. He recalled, all you had to do was mingle. Some of the Trinidadians on the ship were musicians who played calypso music. Calypso is an African Caribbean style of music which originated in Trinidad and Tobago. Three of the Trinidadians, Calypsos, who had boarded the Windrush were famous male singers called Lord Kitchener, Lord Woodbine and Lord Beginner. On the ship, Lord Kitchener began to write a song called London is the Place for Me, which would later become famous. London is the place for me London, this lovely city You can go to France or America India, Asia or Australia But you must come back to London City Well, believe me, I am speaking broad-mindedly London, you are really comfortable because the English people are very much sociable. They take you here and they take you there and they make you feel like a millionaire. So, London, that's the place for me. While some of the Caribbean people on the Windrush had already arranged jobs in Britain, others were in the same position as Sam. They hoped to find a job when they arrived. Arthur Lee had no money and no job, but he decided to go anyway because, hey, it was an opportunity. George McPherson spent some of the trip working. He got a job in the ship's bakery so that he would have a little bit more money when he arrived in England. He fondly remembered the journey. We had a fabulous time. One day, George was working in the bakery when he heard a noise. He looked around and was shocked to find a woman hiding in the corner. George had found a stowaway. She wanted to come to England too, but she didn't have enough money for the fare. So, she had sneaked on board and hidden herself, and now she was hungry. Many of the other passengers felt sorry for her, so they had a whip round. Passengers put together some of their own money until they collected enough to pay for the fare on her behalf. Now she too could legally travel to England. Many of the Caribbean people on the Windrush had never been to Britain before, so Sam and the others who had been to Britain during the war told them what to expect. They explained that the country was in a bad way. The war had left London poor and scruffy. Food was rationed and the cities were bombed out. But the important thing is that there were lots of jobs available. Although most of the Caribbean passengers on the Windrush were men, 
Many women and children came too. Mono Baptiste, a young Trinidadian, was one of the many Caribbean women who came to Britain on the Windrush. On June the 21st, 1948, the Windrush arrived in Tilbury Docks in Essex. The following day, when the new arrivals began to disembark, the media was there. Lord Kitchener, the Trinidadian Calypso man, sang the first part of his new song, London is the place for me, for the news cameras. Those, who like Sam, did not already have jobs, were taken in minibuses to Clapham in south-west London. There, they were housed in a collection of underground tunnels called Clapham South Deep Level Shelter, which had been an air raid shelter some years ago. Local people had hidden there at night for safety from German bombs during the Second World War. Sam and his friends did not always receive a warm welcome. Although Britain was still reeling from the after-effects of the war, and there were lots of jobs related to the rebuilding of the country, many British people did not want to give their jobs to black people. In colonial times, some British people travelled to the colonies as settlers, soldiers or workers. However, people from the colonies, especially those that were not white, were not expected to come to Britain. Finding good jobs was also not easy for the Windrush passengers. Sometimes the new arrivals were paid less than white workers for the same job, Others often had to accept menial or low-paid jobs. Despite this, they didn't give up, and after a month, all of the Windrush arrivals had a job. Some, like Sam, found work again with the RAF. Others found work with the new National Health Service, the NHS. Most found jobs in London, but some moved to other parts of Britain. Another big challenge for the Windrush arrivals was finding a place to live. Once they had found jobs, they had to leave the Clapham South Deep Level Shelter. But many white people didn't want to rent their rooms to black people. When Mr and Mrs Holness saw an advertisement for a room to rent in Tooting, South London, Mr Holness phoned in advance to inform the landlady that he wasn't English. But when he arrived, he was refused the room. The landlady didn't mind renting the room to a foreigner, but she didn't want to rent it to a black foreigner. Many of the Windrush newcomers had a similar experience. It wasn't because they didn't have money to pay for the rent, or because of anything they had done. They were refused somewhere to live simply because they were black. Not everyone who had sailed on the Windrush planned to stay in Britain permanently. Some people just wanted to work hard, make money, and then return to the Caribbean, where their living conditions had improved. Those who did end up staying came together to develop their own community, They formed their own churches, as they were often made to feel unwelcome in white British Christian churches. Others used an African-Caribbean savings method to help each other so they didn't need to go to banks for money. Some managed to buy their own homes and would then rent spare rooms to other Caribbean people. The Windrush was not the first ship to bring Caribbean people to Britain after the war. In March 1947, The SS Omrabad brought more than 100 Caribbean immigrants to Liverpool. Then, in December 1947, six months before the arrival of the Windrush, the SS Almazora brought around 200 Caribbean immigrants to Southampton. One of those on board was a young man called Alan Wilmot. Alan came from a well-off family in Jamaica. Many of the Caribbean people who came before and later on the Windrush were well-educated, talented people. Alan, 
like Sam, had served Britain during the Second World War. Now he was returning during peacetime, but things were different. People said to him, the war is over, what are you doing here? He ended up, for a time, hungry, homeless and without a job. Between 1947 and 1971, at least 300,000 people from the Caribbean came to Britain. These people are called the Windrush Generation, although they didn't all arrive on the Windrush ship. They are foreparents of many of today's black British people. The Windrush Generation came to Britain for many reasons. Some people were invited to Britain to work. Both the NHS and London Transport had asked Caribbean people to come to Britain to work for them. Other people found jobs after they came to Britain. Many people wanted to work and send money back to the Caribbean to help their families. Some people wanted to come to Britain mainly to study. During these years, many of the Windrush generation continued to face hardship and poor treatment from some of the white British population. Sometimes they were even physically attacked. Yet the Windrush generation continued to work hard and raise their children. They worked for the RAF, London Transport, Royal Mail and the National Health Service. They also worked in Britain's coal mines, on the railways, in entertainment and in many other industries. These brave pioneers helped to rebuild Britain after the Second World War and make it into today's modern nation. They helped the economy by doing a variety of jobs. They also added to Britain's culture through food, dance, music, art and writing. But most of all, they made people talk more about how we should treat others from different backgrounds. And now people from all over the world have immigrated to Britain. By striving to improve their own lives, the Windrush pioneers changed the world. After rejoining the RAF, Sam later worked for the Postal Service, the Royal Mail. Then he went into politics and in 1983 he became the first black mayor of the London Borough of Southwark with his friend Arthur Torrington from Ghana. Sam also set up a charity called the Windrush Foundation to help keep alive the real story of Windrush. It was difficult to get accommodation. And I remember my brother coming, came here in 19... 49, the year after, and I had a, him in Stockwell, and I was from the Air Force and leave, and I went to see him. We went out to our fish and chips, and I was going up back the stairs. The landlord said, no, no, you can't go up, you don't live there. I said, what? My brother says, my brother, son, that's how it is. You just have a room here, and you have to do exactly what you want. He said, but I tell you what, we should buy Oho North. And this was happening all about. And by having difficulty, we had to club together and buy Oho North. All right, we have an empty house, no furniture, no anything. But you could get second-hand furniture. And most of the traders, if you keep your nose clean, would let you have pillowcase, blankets and all that, and you pay weekly. And today, most West Indians by 1982, especially Jamaicans, own more property than the host nation because in those days, the host nation lived in a corporation house or in a council house. It's only of late they think of buying their own place. But we had to. Most of the houses, one in 
ten houses in Southwark have a bar in 1950s or so. So you have the public baths, that's why you have Camberwell baths and Brixton baths and all that. And on a Friday evening, you normally go to the bath and you queue for about an hour, half an hour, for 20 minutes. And if you stay longer than 20 minutes, there's a knock on the door. And the people who did not go to the bath, you have a wash pan at the back of the house. You put some water there uh, in your room. You use the wash pan in between and you have a bath. But in my case, I find going to the public bath was not a bad thing.